Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Howdy. This is the award-winning car talk show, In Wheel Time, your weekly go-to all-things automotive place. Along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad, DeLong, Jeff Zeke, and off-camera, I'm Don Armstrong. So glad that you could join us on this Saturday. It's December 19th. 2020. We're getting real close to getting rid of 2020, and we are all I'm so hoping. happy. Yeah, exactly. So last week we talked to a couple. We've talked to them several times, but um, last week we talked to the Lilienthal's, uh, Andy and Mercedes Lilienthal, about their rather unusual vehicle <laughs> called the Delica. It's a Mitsubishi Delica, and and as trying to get me to explain, we're going to let them explain exactly what the Delica is one more time for our listeners or viewers that weren't with us last week. So if you don't mind, please tell us. Okay, so uh, Mitsubishi Delica is a van. Uh, in most instances, they're four-wheel drive uh, with a true four-wheel drive system, so high-range, uh, low-range two-wheel drive as well. So um, Delica, D-E-L-I-C-A, is a portmanteau or a combination of delivery and car uh, originally introduced in the 1960s, but ours is a 1994. Okay. So last week, we, we kind of went over all of the things that we went to, you went through to get the Delica from Florida up there to uh, the Portland area. And by the way, Thank you for getting up this morning. I see that you've got your PJs uh, covering uh, covered up by your your uh, icy your cold, thermal clothes. Yeah, your thermal clothes. So we appreciate all that you do, and thank you for joining us again this weekend. But you know, one thing—thanks thing, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Uh, so we wanted to. We didn't get to see the inside of the Delica, and uh, we thought, you know, 1994. Can we remember yeah. that far back? Now there there is a reason that it's a ninety four. I mean, right? Because yes. of because of what it is. Could you explain that real quick? Yeah. So the United States has a twenty five year import rule. So uh, if a vehicle was never federalized, crash tested, sold here in the United States, it can't be brought in and registered until it's twenty five years old. And so ours is a ninety four. So just past that twenty five year mark uh, by a little bit. So uh, uh, this is the newer style of what they called the Delica Star Wagon, uh, excuse me, Delica Space Gear. That's the newer version. And the older version Sorry. is the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the earlier version is the Star Wagon. This is okay. a Space Gear. Okay. Just wanted to keep everybody up as to why it was a, a 94 and not something newer, because that's as new as you can get right now. That's right. And they still yep. make, they still make them? So they do still still make Mitsubishi Delicas. Uh, they are onto a new generation. Uh, this is uh, this one was made until 2007. Uh, the, oh wow! Uh, current Delica, yeah, the current Delica is called the D5, uh, and it's still for sale in in Japan. It's uh, and like so many other, you know, what we're more capable four wheel drives. It's now more of a crossover, but it still has um, four wheel drive. Uh, but it's you know like a four cylinder only, uh, and it's only automatic uh, only. Auto- automatic only uh, so. So they pulled its teeth, is what you're saying? A little bit. I still drive one, but I'm sorry, we rock ours that are almost 30 years old. So yeah. And how many miles does this one that you're driving currently have on it? Uh, this one has just a just over, what? I believe, 45,000 miles. Yeah, I was going to say so and, and um, on a diesel too. I mean, it's yeah. a diesel. 
So it's, 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 it's a diesel, ma- diesel manual gear, manual gear as well. It, it is. It's a shifter yes, it's car. It's a 2.8 liter turbo diesel with a top mount intercooler, a five-speed manual transmission, and then that aforementioned uh, transfer case as well. Yeah, like I want to. I want to. I want to see the driver's face. I want to see how this all is set up. Yeah, let's let's take a look. All right, let's take right. a look. Give me just take a you second off the here. Can here. That's yeah. okay. You just go right ahead. Oh. Uh, we uh, we we're up there in Portland right now, obviously, so. and it's kind of a gloomy day, and it's obviously a little bit chilly. So and it's there, early. There's the outside of the Delica. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I guess part of the reason that we love you guys is because, let's face it, you are a little bit weird in your taste for cars. Thank you, yes. We Thank take you. that as a compliment. It is a compliment. And it was totally meant as one. So we'll show you, we'll show you starting from the back here. Um, these things are extremely versatile on the inside. So uh, maybe some of your viewers are familiar with the Honda Element and the, the seats that fold up against the sides. Well, the Delica was doing that back in 94. So uh, both of these seats actually do uh, retract upwards. So uh, when you do that, you free up a lot of space. So it's great for cargo. Now, uh, fully carpeted interior, all that stuff. Um, Let's go ahead and move to the um, side. Well, that's a cool feature. It's a little jittery. Yeah, that's a cool feature to fold them up to the side because it really does make that much more space. Well, I'll bet you that WeatherTech does not make a floor mat series for that. You are correct, correct, right? (laughs) I am checked. So um, on the inside, uh, you can see the seats, they will move forward. They will move backwards. There's so many knobs and and buttons on these things. Um, We're still learning them. Right. So so you've got... uh, this part moves. Well, you got to be pretty close to the driver there, huh? Yeah. Oh, look at that. 180 degrees. Oh, my oh, God. All kinds of stuff. So you can, when we bought this and drove it back from Florida, we actually. Uh, Didn't realize everything it did, huh? Oh. Had, uh, oh, how cool is that? We had both seats in this configuration, and we had an air mattress and our sleeping bags, and we slept in the back of it. So it's extremely versatile for both cargo and uh, camper van perspective, which is one reason why they're so popular globally for camper vans. And you also so, still have to be fairly limber. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to be willing to sleep in one. Right. So I'm going to come over here. I, I want it's not to too jumpy. talk to you a little bit about the drivers, the, the interior here. This is about as normal as it gets on this vehicle. Um, yeah, it's very 90s. I don't think there's a single squared off angle in this entire vehicle, exterior or interior. So it's it's pretty plain Jane. Um, you can see we've got a rather tall uh, gear shifter, e-brake. You've got your transfer case down here. Uh, we put in a, a U.S. spec radio. The Japanese spec radios have a different frequency. And I believe it's, if I remember correctly, it's 70 megahertz to uh, uh, 90 megahertz, I believe. And so that allowed us to listen to the jazz channel, and that was it. So, hey, I like jazz, but not that much, right? So um, we did put a, a, a different stereo in there, some different speakers as well. I had to do a little customization to get all that to fit. But otherwise, you know, we're living on here over on the right-hand side of the vehicle. As you can plainly see, your instrumentation is just like any other car. Some people ask, oh, being on the right side, are the pedals switched or anything? Pedals are not switched. Everything down here is the exact same. Now, up here, it is switched. So on the left side, you've got your wipers, 
On the right side, you've got your uh, turn signal indicators. So it so always screws us up. There I was going to say, there's if there's been you... many a left turns that turn my uh, wipers on. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. So the, so the pedals are the same. So the accelerator is on the far right, and the clutch Correct. is on the left. So yep. so what about shifting with your your left hand instead of your right? I mean, did that? That's fun. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. So. Uh, there were also a lot of one to four upshifts when you first start <laughs> learning this. Um, but, you know, you you just kind of get used to it. The, the first time I ever drove a manual transmission uh, right-hand drive was actually overseas in New Zealand. And uh, it took some getting used to. And uh, But, you know, it, it, like anything else, it sort of becomes second nature. I will say the only thing that can be a little bit dicey is if you are alone on a, on a two-way highway and you, and you need to go around somebody luckily we're not passing a whole lot of people in this thing yeah so you can't see um, around them right other exactly. than the occasional farm implement or dump truck or something like that um as long as you've got two passengers then you know you have a spotter over here wow. but uh, yeah. uh which is me which is her usually <laughs> but you don't ever find yourself drifting over to the wrong lane so you're in the in the on the left side thinking that you're in a uh, on, on a japanese road huh Right. So that's actually a really good good question. So when we first got our, our first van, which was right-hand drive, we, you had this tendency to hug the middle, right, uh, because we're on the other side of the vehicle. And so we had to make sure to consciously train our brains to hug the shoulder, not the middle, obviously, for safety reasons. So but nowadays, I you know, it's not even a it's not even a thing. I always say uh, make sure your right shoulder as you're driving is along the side stripe of the road. So right stripe, right shoulder. And as long as you're close to that, that is usually what helps me quite a bit. How often do you drive yeah. it? Um, we drive, Not enough. <laughs> you know, we've got, yeah, we've got a few vehicles. And so uh, we try to drive, try to drive it every week, uh, every other week, something like that. We try to start them every week uh, just because they're kind of old diesels and, and it's kind of cool here and whatnot. So we want to keep the fluids running through them. But we try to drive it regularly. We try to drive all of them regularly. We have three of these Japanese uh, domestic market uh, turbo diesel Mitsubishis. Two of them are, are SUVs. One of them is currently on jacks as I'm, I'm rebuilding the front end, putting new ball joints and CV boots and stuff like that on it. But uh, but we try to drive them regularly. Don't so, like them sitting. So have you brought your Delica to the Mitsubishi dealer, and what did they say? This yeah. one we have not. Uh, but when we had our other, our, our 89 Delica Star Wagon, we did bring it to the Mitsubishi dealership a, a couple of times uh, just because we I was either getting parts for our other Mitsubishis or whatnot. And it always drew people out like that's you, I, like I'd go to the parts counter because some of these parts are interchangeable with U.S. stuff, Monteros or whatnot. And so I'd be picking up like an axle seal or something. And, and I'd come out and there were all the sales guys were around the van. And uh, I get my key out, and they're like, "Is this yours?" I said, yeah, like, well, what is it? Like, it's Mitsubishi, but what is it? And so I kind of have to go into, you know, discussions about what it is, and um, without going too far down this delicate rabbit hole. Oh, we're already way past that. The United States <laughs> did get what they called the Mitsubishi van. Mitsubishi van was a, essentially a two-wheel drive Delica with a gas engine only and an automatic transmission only. So it was sold just for a few years, up until 1990. And uh, I remember as a kid, because we grew up with Mitsubishis, and uh, I remember as a kid seeing them at the dealership and thinking, those rear seats swiveled even in the older ones. And I thought, man, that was cool. You could, like, sit backwards in the car. I mean, I never thought I'd, I'd own one, but... Uh, 
so the U.S. did have some of the some of the earlier two wheel drive uh, versions, but they just they were just called the van. Yeah, but didn't they? You you sat forward of the front axle in the originals, didn't you? So your your That's- your legs were in the crumple zone. Your legs were the crumple zone. They were the airbags. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so the earlier Delicas all were a forward control vehicle. You sat atop the engine to access the engine. You had to literally undo a couple of latches underneath the seats. Then the whole, uh, all both seats, which were mounted on a you know basically a platform, those the whole thing went up, and you had to access the just kind of like you know sort of like a you know, the Toyota vans of the days and. Uh, you know, even I suppose something like an older old Ford Econoline or a Dodge A100, something like that. Um, and uh, they were, it was, a, we had a ton of fun in that van. We took that all the way from, you know, the southern part of British Columbia all the way down to Arizona a couple of times. Uh, it was extremely slow. This, the L400s with the 2.8 liter turbo diesel compared to the L300 Star Wagons with the two and a half liter turbo diesel, which was not intercooled. This will cruise at 75 miles an hour all day, no problem. Once you get up to that speed. Yeah, and I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, uh, it's not as glacial. Yeah, it's not as glacial as the old ones are, but it's also not going to win many drag races. I uh, know. So. So Maybe that, against a snail. So that old one was kind of like a uh, reverse tilt cab van or, or truck, mm-hmm. except it was all done on the inside. Yeah, very, very similar. Very similar. You had um, to take apart all your or take all your stuff out of the center console and next to the seats, though, in order for you to lift the uh, seat yeah. up, which is kind of a pain. A re- so yeah. when traveling, we'd check the oil, but we'd have to clean out half the cab in order to check oh, the oil. Gosh. A reverse COE. Like the master cylinder for that were were on the dashboard, so you'd open the door, and the, there was a a uh, uh, panel that you accessed for the master cylinder. So there was a lot of a lot of weird, weird quirky <laughs> things with it, and it. It got a ton of attention just because it was so bizarre. And when we picked this up, we thought, oh, people will just think it's, it's another just van like a Sienna or something like that. But I'll tell you what. The first place we stopped in in, in Florida, uh, it was about 98 degrees with about 100% humidity. Oh, it was and just, yeah. It was I, I had stopped. Pretty and hot. I, was, I was taking a sip of my Coke. And these, these guys, uh, they're walking past. And you could just see them, like, looking at this van and, and I looked up and they caught my eye and they kind of they kind of gave me this like nod like that's cool I think it's like the yeah, yeah. caravan on, on BFGs or something what is that but you I think know? they also had like a lifted Cherokee didn't they have a Cherokee like that was like on thirty sevens or something yeah. so yeah they were so, from that crowd it definitely even this one which is not as as eighties sci fi looking as the last one still gets plenty of attention and plenty of questions especially you know we actually um, we were on the Oregon coast and uh, sitting at a stoplight. And we see this gentleman next to us, and we can see him kind of gesturing. And, Older guy. Yeah, and, and so we roll down the window, and he uh, he yells at Mercedes she, and says, why don't you let him drive? You know, <laughs> Get off the phone. And I was like, well, <laughs> but wait a second, he is. I'm over here. He turned oh, before funny. I could reply, so I, I just – it took me by surprise. He was actually accosting me because I was on my phone sitting in the passenger seat and he thought I was driving. Yeah. How funny. We, we, we've had all these, all these kinds of things happen when, when you have a right-hand drive vehicle. We but, should get a fake steering wheel for the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we got somebody asking us about car insurance. Is that an issue? Great, uh, yeah, that's great a great question. question. It's, it is an issue uh, until you figure it out. Uh, basically, when in about, I guess it was 2017, when we bought our first one, we signed the uh, signed the paperwork and we called our State Farm 
or we called State Farm and said, okay, we bought this. In the parking lot. And they, uh, after about a half hour on hold, they said, yeah, we can't insure that. And we went, uh-oh, this is something we hadn't thought about. So um, we very carefully drove it home and parked it until we figured out what to do. So what we do, because these aren't daily drivers, they are more um, collectibles. I guess, you know, weekend. They're for weekend event trips. Yeah. Haggerty. Yeah. Um, exactly. We yeah. go through Haggerty on all three of our, our uh, JDM four-wheel drives. Uh, and Haggerty does have uh, some restrictions like mileage and whatnot. And that's fine because we're not not daily driving these. These are our fun weekend cars. Um, there are people, however, that do own these vans and uh, and they they do daily drive them. Apparently, Progressive will will do that. Um, I've heard. Yeah, but uh, they don't Geico. pay claims. Yeah. <laughs> neither, neither one of them ever pay a claim, so that's okay. So. And and that's one of the things with Haggerty Insurance with this one. We're probably one of the first. I mean, we know a few others now in the country that have this vehicle, the the L400 or Space Gear, but it was only legal since last year. So Haggerty, you know, this insurance for this particular model went a lot higher in price per year than our old one because they really don't know what to claim it against. They don't they haven't had many crashes because it's only been allowed in the U.S. for a year and a half. Well, a year and what, 10 months now? Yeah, but they've been great. The nice thing about them is, you know, they don't even hesitate on agreed upon value. They ask you, what is it worth? And we right, tell them. Right. And every time we make a significant upgrade, we tell them, hey, we added, you know, increase the amount to the, to the value of the car. Yeah. And they right. say, okay. Yeah, I've got We haven't them. had to use them yet. So uh, I I think you showed us the bumpers last time we had you on. Yeah. Can you give us uh, another were, quick look at the, the outside? You bet. Of the bumpers. You bet. Be interesting to see how much those bumpers weighed compared to what you took off of it, because I can't imagine that thing's going to deal very well with a whole lot of. And while you're doing that, I want to personally thank you for doing my pre-owned car uh, vehicle of the week for next week. <laughs> I do appreciate that. <laughs> so this is the front end of the vehicle. It's kind of dirty because we had it on the trail recently. Um, this is a, a weld-together kit from a company called Coastal Off-Road. Coastal Off-Road is in British Columbia. And uh, so it comes flat packed and, and it's all uh, pickled metal. And so it's all ready to be welded together. So all the pieces are labeled. And then we had a great fab shop in Oregon City, Oregon, called Wanderlust Overland. Um, they welded this kit together. Uh, it has some options. So we have the bull bar up here, which helps to protect the grill. Uh, we have uh, an integrated winch mount for our worn winch down here. We have a skid plate as well, which is really critical because it helps protect the, both the oil pan, the oil filter, some of the critical bits as well. Uh, we've got uh, some light force lights on the sides here angled out to help monitor the ditches and whatnot. And then we have light force venom six inch driving lights up on top here. So it lights up like a, a very, very bright Christmas tree. Uh, when we turn that stuff on. I'll bet everybody with a Jeep Wrangler within a thousand miles of you are going, oh, yeah, I want that. <laughs> NASA hasn't contacted us yet about seeing us from space, but we're, I think we'll get there. So we've got the hood scoop up here. That's going to um, that's gonna feed the intercooler. I'll pop the hood real quick. That's oh, factory. Oh, underneath the hood. That's factory? The hood scoop is factory? Yes, that's factory. I love this thing. So what kind of fuel economy oh, yeah. do you, cool. have you gotten with this, especially in your ride back from Florida? Um, on the highway, we typically get maybe t- lower 20s. But we, when we came back from Florida, I think the highest was 26 or 20s. Yeah, oh, about wow. 25, 26. And the lowest we got uh, was, I think, 17 That's, and a half or something. Who did the most driving yeah. coming back? 
the person on the right. I did most of the driving. Actually, I think I did almost all. No, Mercedes did some of the driving too. We I both did a good did, amount. We both did some of it. Um, you did the majority, I think, because I ended up having to work on my laptop. <laughs> yeah. So you can see top mount intercooler, 2.8 liter turbo diesel uh, engine. You've uh, it's a little crammed in here just because it's a. Uh, uh, a van kind of style. Yeah, but, but you know uh, what? Let me just interject this. The one thing that I see about the whole thing, you can tell that you guys take baby care of this thing and have got it all cleaned up because you know as well as I do that that thing was not that way when you bought it. You know what? I have to say, shout out to Car Automotive in Fort Myers, Florida, who we bought this from. This thing, you could have eaten off it. He did such an amazing job detailing it. He when had it, yeah. He I had a detailed and I clean. Think it looks dirty right now, but <laughs> we do use it. We use it on the trails. We use it. We get it dirty. So, um, but we do really try to keep up on all this stuff, you know, ounce of prevention kind of thing. So we, we try to keep everything up. Uh, we keep up on oil changes, keeping everything clean, um, all that stuff. Does The only thing I need to do right now is I do need to replace the um, expansion tank on the, uh, on the, Inter, excuse me on the cooling system it's just a it's sort of a known pain, a known pain point so i bought another one um that's another question we get asked all the time is is, is about parts so where do you where do you get an air filter for a, a mitsubishi 4m40 turbo diesel never sold in the united states um this one uh i do have to get parts from amazon <laughs> you know what sometimes some sometimes. amazon is a great resource i actually couldn't find this one on amazon uh, but I was able to find it on uh, a website called Parts Souk, and that is P-A-R-T-S-O-U-Q. And I believe they're based in the U.K. And uh, the parts are really a great price, but then you do have to pay a fair bit of shipping. So it's kind of a good idea to try to get a whole bunch of stuff at one time. So yeah. I ordered a few air filters, that expansion tank. Uh, I think I ordered a couple other, other bits as well. But uh, because of Canada... Uh, Canada has the same import rule we do, except it's 10 years earlier. So Canada has 15 years versus 25 years. So that means things like this have been up in Canada for 10 years before they've been here. Uh, these vans are extremely popular in Canada, especially Western Canada, British Columbia. And so there are shops up in British Columbia that specialize in nothing but Mitsubishi Delicas. Road they, trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, road trip. Um so Coombs County uh, Auto up on Vancouver Island, for instance, I buy a bunch of things from them. I just bought uh, some glow plugs, a uh, thermostat. Uh, and so um, shipping's not too bad. Andy, uh, Mercedes, I, I don't mean to cut you short, but we're running short on time. But I wanted to you ask you guys one thing before we let you go. Do you sure. Have you guys ever been up to Rust Valley Restores? I was thinking the same thing. No, I've not heard of them. Okay, it's a it's a show it's a show that's on Netflix and it's about this crazy guy up there and I can't remember the the location. It's out it's in the Armstrong. sticks. It's an Armstrong, isn't it? It's an Armstrong, British Columbia. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Oh. Look it up, Rust okay. Valley Restores, because I think that your next assignment is going to be to go up there and uh, research him and his show called Rust Valley Restores. Look it up on Netflix. I think that you'll really appreciate it. He's he's a car geek like all of us are. They will go there. Oh, yeah. awesome. Well, yeah. well, edit it. Our cue. All right. Well, hey, it's always great to talk thank to you, you so guys. Much. Thanks that so much great. for joining. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thanks for, for, getting, thanks thanks for, for getting up, and yeah. you guys can now get out of your outerwear and get back inside where the PJs are good for today. Put yeah, that we, we need to go back to sleep. It's All just right. past dawn. Happy holidays. <laughs> That's it. We love you guys. Thank Happy you. Happy holidays to you guys. All right. All right. Bye, Bye, guys. Andy and Mercedes Lillian Thal with the Mitsubishi Delica. Cool. 
cool it truck. Is awesome. I just a cool truck. I know. I can't get. I can't get enough of it. And you can tell their passion for the vehicle. Um, you know, they really. They really love what they're what they're driving. It, it, it's not one sided. They both are. They're right, both right. equally in this. Well, it's all right sided. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's I, fascinating. I don't, I, I don't know if I could shift with my left. Yeah, that well, that, a... that was kind of what I wanted to see how it was set up. You know, and it's set up kind of like I thought it would be, but just the coordination factor of, of adjusting from a right hand shifting to a left, particularly with a five speed. Yeah, yeah. Well, all, my son lived in Australia, and they, they drive on the wrong side of the road there, and the, the, they have right-hand drive vehicles. My daughter, Laura, lived in Italy. <laughs> and and you have to shift with your left hand, mm-hmm. so that was a real experience for him. But, yeah, cool couple, cool truck. You know, it's, uh, we'll have them on again sometime in the future. Shout out to uh, Wade Stoddart. You know, we saw um, your comments about – uh, parts queue and uh, and your delica that you've had for ten years because you live in Canada. Well, oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Thank I guess you for tuning some, in. They had some of their followers uh, tune into the show. We Absolutely. appreciate that as well. Well, remember me telling you about Carlos Gosen, the uh, expatriate? Uh, <laughs> the gift that keeps giving. It does. Well, Carlos is under investigation now in France for no. possible tax evasion during his last three years heading Renault and Nissan, according to a person familiar with the matter. Spokeswoman for Gosen declined to comment. Tax probe adds to Gosen's legal woes in France, where authorities are already investigating his role in expenses covered by Renault and Dutch subsidiary uh, that oversaw its alliance with Nissan. Gosen was arrested in Tokyo two years ago and accused of uh, financial deeds. <laughs> and escaped in the luggage. In- including underreporting his compensation at Nissan. He's desired the, de- uh, denied the charges and escaped last year to Lebanon in a music box. In yeah, a, those in three houses in South America weren't his. Yeah. They were his wife's. Yeah. I think he's going to be permanently, a permanent resident of uh, Lebanon. I-, I think so, too. Um. Uh, you know, we talked to the Sylvania uh, headlight guy. Right. Well, in efforts by the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety to strengthen criteria to receive its top safety awards have led automakers to improve the headlights on some 2021 vehicles, including the Audi A7, Honda Accord, Hyundai Palisade, a Mazda CX-30. If you're into high, high lights, high lights, HIDs, lights. <clears throat> yeah, then check out those cars. There's a whole list of them uh, out there. And uh, Fiat Chrysler plans to spend $150 million to set up a global technology center in the southern Indian city of Haberadad. Let Say, me hear it, Jeff. Haberadad? <laughs> <laughs> what? Send your comments to it. What, what, what's the problem? Come on, Jeff. Give it to us. <laughs> Come on. We need more Jeff. Coward. Center will create nearly a 1,000 jobs and will focus on development for future mobility in areas such as connected vehicles, artificial intelligence, data science, and cloud technology. Just saying. It, so, Jeff is turning three shades of red over there, and I don't quite understand why. So you heard that uh, the CEO of Toyota called EVs overhyped as a huge mis- mismatch in cost versus goals for the industry? Didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. I, I, thought, that, I thought that was pretty funny. It's one of those. From Toyota who sells the Prius and has for mm-hmm. generations now. Yeah. You started all of this. Are you, you're going to speak now? Yeah, I did. <laughs> he is now. now. Oh, now he's going to speak. Okay. Well, I have to tell you that it has certainly been a fun uh, December 19th show. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, yeah happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Don and Conrad. Well, I'm singing to myself. And Mike happy coming up. Happy birthday to you. And Mars coming up as a Christmas Eve baby. 
Well, that's it for this episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. Hey, when you're on Facebook, please give us a like. Tell your friends about us and share our junk. You'll get Conrad's unicorn hunting features along with all things automotive all week long. As we shake your hand and say goodbye. (laughs) The Inwheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, and on inwheeltime.com. Podcasts available on Pandora, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcast, Google Podcast, and Podcast Addict, amongst others. Special thanks to all of our guests today. The Inwheel Time Chief Engineer is the fabulous... David Ainsley. Mm. Our video sales and marketing band is Jeffrey Zekin. This week's In Wheel Time Car Show is produced and directed by Suze. Suze. <laughs> he didn't think of that until the words come out of his mouth. Exactly. came out of my mouth. <laughs> For booking agent and podcast band Mike out of this world Mars and his royalty King Conrad DeLong. I'm Don Armstrong saying so long for now. And we will see you on our next live show beginning at 8 a.m. next Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11, our new hours right here on the Smoke and Mirrors Network. Thanks for being part of the In Real Time family. Mask up, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.